When Moshe Rabbeinu argues to Hashem and says, Hey, Nani Aras Fosahim, behold, I have blocked lips. Ve'ech Yishmaeli Paroi, how is Paroi going to listen to me? The Pasek says, Vayomer Hashem al Moshe, Hashem says to Moshe, Re'ei Nesaticha Likim Lofaroi, I have made you as a boss over Paroi. Va'aroi Nochicha Yiyinivyecha, Aroi will be your spokesman. The Pasek says, Ato Sedabra, you will say, Eiskol Asheratzaveka, everything that I'm going to command you. But Aaron, and Aaron, your brother, Yedaber al Pari, will speak to Pari. Rashi quotes the words, Atos Yedaber, you will speak. Rashi explains, Pam Achas, you will say one time, call Shlichos Veshlichos, every one of these missions, Kefisha Shamatomi P, as you heard it from my mouth. And then, Va'aroi nochicha, yam litzenu menu, Aaron will go ahead and explain it, Ba'oznei Paroi in the ears of Paroi. That means that Rashi is explaining atos edaber, that you will talk, meaning not that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to speak only to Aaron, and then Aaron say that over to Paroi, which is something like what would have happened, we would have learned in Parsha Shemois, that it worked in that system. When Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, Kvad peh, ukvad that I have difficulty speaking, Please send somebody else. At that point, in Pasha Shmois, Hashem said to Moshe, "V'dibarto a love, you speak to Aaron, and then v'dibarhulecha elo and Aaron will speak for you from Moshe Rabbeinu to the nation." So the Rebbe says over here, we see that now it's working differently. That Moshe Rabbeinu himself is going to speak to Paroi. The difference between Moshe talking to Pari and Aaron's talking to Pari is only that Moshe is going to say everything one time and Aaron is then going to go ahead and explain it in the ears of Paroi to the extent of actually impacting him, convincing him that Vashilach has been a Yisrael Me'artzoi, that he should send the Yidden out of Mitzrayim. In fact, the Rebbe says, that's why Rashi adds the word Ba'oznei, he says, "Viatimenu ba'ozne paroi." He should make it explained. He should really give it over to the ears of paroi, even though in our pasuk it just says that he'll speak el paroi to paroi, because ba'ozne in the ears of paroi is as Rashi had told us already in the beginning of Pasha's Vayigash, where Yehuda says to Yosef that he wants to speak something ba'ozne adoni. Where Rashi explains over there, it means in other words, it should really enter, it should really, it should really resonate with him, it should, he should really get it. So again, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to say it one time, Aaron is going to explain it in a way that Pari should really get it. Now says the Rebbe, the Hechrich, the reason why we must say that Atos Sedaber, that Moshe Rabbeinu, Speaking means that he's going to speak to Paroi, not only speak to Aaron, different again to the way it was in Parsha Shemois, as in fact some of the Mepharshim would have explained that the same thing is true over here. What's forcing Rashi to say that no, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to speak to Paroi, and then Aaron is just going to, going to explain it, is because, first of all, says the Rebbe, we had already in an earlier Pasuk, where it says, that Aaron is going to be the spokesman. So why is the Pasuk repeating now again that you're going to say, and Aaron Ochicha is going to speak? So that's number one. Number two, it says clearly in the Pasuk, it tells us already earlier, that Hamam Medabrim El Pari, they, Moshe and Aaron, both spoke to Pari. And this is why Rashi is telling us 
that when it says over here, Atta Sedaber, it's telling us that Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to Paroi. It's only that he was going to say everything once, and Aaron, his brother, is going to go ahead and elaborate and explain and so on. However, the Rebbe says we need to understand. Point number one. Earlier in Pasha Shemois, the Torah tells us that after Moshe and Aaron gathered the Zikna Yisrael, the elders of the Yidden, Moshe and Aaron come, and Vayoimru, they say to Paroi. So it's in plural, they say to Paroi. Vayoimru, the Rebbe quotes further, they said to Paroi that, again in plural, Elokeo Ivrim, that they say Hashem, the God of the Jews, appeared to us, and so on. From the fact that it says in the plural a few times, Vayoimru, they spoke, so it's clear that both of them were speaking to Paroi, especially that the Torah is actually changing it from the way it was when they spoke to the Yidden. In, in other words, in regards to speaking to the elders of the Yidden, the Pasuk says clearly, Aaron spoke to them. What ha, that which Hashem had told Moshe, Aaron had given over. Whereas by Paroi it says, Vayoimru, which implies they were both speaking. So if already in Parsha Shmois they were both speaking to Paroi, it makes sense to say that since Moshe Rabbeinu had a difficulty speaking, that's why Hashem even agreed to send along Aaron to be his mouthpiece. So it makes sense to say that when they were speaking to Paroi, Moshe Rabbeinu was not the one that was speaking at great length with all the details and elaborating and repeating, etc. Rather, he said the basics, the most important point, and he relied that Aaron is going to be the one to elaborate and to explain. In other words, it makes sense to say that back there, in Parsha Shmois, in their first encounter to Paroi, the system was similar to the way Rashi is explaining what happens in our Parsha. If that's the case, the question arises... If the Torah needs to tell us that the way it worked was that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to say everything once, and Aaron is going to go ahead and explain it, then seemingly this should have said the first time that they come to Paroi in Parsha Shmois. And if it's something that does not have to be explained, because it's obvious that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to speak briefly since he has a difficulty speaking, and Aaron is going to be the one to explain and to elaborate, then why is it that in our Pasuk and Pasha's Va'era, does the Torah have to specify this? It seemingly would have been enough to say, just briefly, that Moshe Rabbeinu should take Aaron along with him, just like the Torah told us already earlier, and Rashi told us already earlier, on the words, Vayedabr Hashem al Moshe ve'al Aaron, that because Moshe complained that he has blocked lips, so Hashem is having Aaron join him. But why does the Torah have to be telling us over here and Rashi explaining that in this case, Moshe is going to say it once, and Aaron is going to explain. The Rebbe says the question is even greater. What is even the time of the argument of Moshe Rabbeinu now, that that have blocked lips, if he had already earlier on argued this point, that he has difficulty speaking, and that's why Hashem gave Aaron, gave, gave Aaron to Moshe that he should be his mouthpiece. So why is Moshe Rabbeinu repeating Seemingly, the same exact argument again now by saying, hey, nani, And on the other hand, if there is something novel, if there is something new in this new claim and complaint of Moshe Rabbeinu, and that's why what Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu earlier that Aaron is going to be his mouth, for some reason it's not enough, there's some new complaint over here, well then how is it being answered and taken care of 
by saying Aaron ye and Viecha that your brother Aaron is going to be your spokesman, seemingly it's again the same answer that he was told in Parsha Shmois that Aaron will be his mouth. So there are Mefarshim that explain that there is a difference between what happened in Parsha Shmois and what's happening now. That earlier on we were speaking about when Moshe Rabbeinu needs to approach and speak to the people. And that's what we're being told, that Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu, that Aaron will speak for you to the nation. And here, we're speaking about the shlichos to Paroi. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu is arguing again, Ani Aras Fosayim, that I have blocked lips. And that's why Hashem is telling him that here too, in this mission to Paroi, Aaron will be your spokesman. So that's what some of Farshim say, but the Rebbe says it's difficult to say this. Number one, Already in the, previously in Parsha Shmois, where Hashem is appointing Moshe Rabbeinu and telling him to be, to, to go on this mission, and he's telling him to take Aaron along, the Pasuk over there actually spoke about both things. It says, take and gather the elders of the Eden, and it mentions the fact as well that I'm go, also that I'm going to send you to Paroi. So from this is understood that whatever the Abishtah is saying back there, that Aaron is going to be your mouth, it refers to both of the missions that Hashem gave Moshe Rabbeinu and Parsha Shmois, which is both to the Yidin as well as to Paroi. More importantly, the Rebbe says, a few psukim further, after, in other words, in Parsha Shmois, after the Torah says that Hashem agreed that, Mo- that Aaron should be his mouthpiece, the Torah says clearly, that Hashem says to Moshe, when you go to Mitzrayim, make sure to see, to do all the wonders, the miracles in front of Paroi, and you'll say these things to Paroi. And over there, we don't find that Moshe Rabbeinu should suddenly say again this argument that I have difficulty speaking. So we must say that Moshe Rabbeinu had understood at that point that even though he's, he's being told to go speak to Paroi, it doesn't mean that he's going to, it, it doesn't mean that, uh, that he, that Aaron himself is going to speak to Paroi. Rather, via Marta, you are ha- going to have to speak to Paroi as well. And yet, he's being told to take Aaron along with him. So clearly over there, there is seemingly that idea that he's going to have to speak and as well as have Aaron. So what's going on over here, that again, there's suddenly some new argument, and what's what's Hashem actually adding? In addition to all of this, there's a number of diyukim as well in the words of Rashi. And the Rebbe mentions a number of things. Number one, it's obvious that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to speak very, very concise and brief, and Aaron is the one that's going to elaborate. Fine. The question, however, is, Rashi says, you're going to say everything pam achas. You're going to say everything once. Where's Rashi getting that from? What's this idea? What's the point that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to say everything specifically once and not more than once? Another diuk says the Rebbe. Rashi says, you're going to say one time called shlichus v'shlichus. Seemingly, what would have been more fitting over here would be the expression, you'll say over every one of my commands. As the Pasuk says, you'll say, everything I'm going to command you. Why is Rashi emphasizing rather than Sivri the word shlichus? The next words of Rashi, you're going to say every shlichus, as you heard from my mouth. Now this seems to be unnecessary, these words. Are we, what else is Moshe Rabbeinu going to tell Pari? Something that he didn't hear from Hashem? What does it mean, as you heard it from my mouth? 
Also, when we come to Aaron, the expression is, when we speak about Aaron, he's going to explain it to Paroi. There's a double expression. Yamlitzenu viyat imenu. What is the significance and the meaning of these two words? So the Rebbe says, to explain all of this, we're first going to have a look at Moshe Rabbeinu's words in his argument over here, compared to the way his argument was in Pasha Shmois. So we said that in Pasha Shmois, he already said the words kvad pel, kvad loshan anoichi, that I have difficulty speaking. Here he uses the words ani aralz fosayim. Especially when we look at Rashi, how Rashi explains these meanings, it's not only different words, but it really changes the whole meaning. Kvad peo kvad loshen anoichi. Rashi explains, bekvedus ani medaber, I'm speaking with heaviness. In other words, he's able to speak, but it's coming, it's coming difficult. The word aralz fosayim, on the other hand, Rashi translates aral means blocked, closed. In other words, his lips are, so to speak, completely blocked, that it's causing him not to be able to speak. And that's the chidush, that's the difference, that's the novel idea that's happening over here now in his new argument to Hashem. Previously, Moshe Rabbeinu thought that he's only kvad peo kvad loshen. In other words, yes, I could talk, but it's, it's, it comes with difficulty. And therefore, it's enough to take Aaron along with him which Aaron is going to be elaborating on the things that Moshe Rabbeinu would have said very briefly, very very concisely. So Moshe Rabbeinu will be able to say some things, and Aaron will, 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 will elaborate more on it. However, Moshe Rabbeinu realizes now, and this is his new argument, In other words, it's not only my talking is not coming easily, but he's finding that it's completely impossible. It's as if almost his lips are completely, his mouth is completely blocked. And therefore his argument, it seems to be that there's no point at all of him going to Pari, speaking to Pari. On the contrary, when he comes to Pari and he's going to be silent over there, he's not going to be able to say anything. Not only isn't it going to be bring any use, but it could possibly actually make things even worse. Pari may be accepting his silence as if he's actually agreeing to Pari's words, when Pari says, let the work become even more difficult on the Eden, he wants to make the decrees harsher, etc. And Moshe is not even saying anything. This is what Hashem tells him, Ata Sedaber. What does Ata Sedaber mean? It's not only a command, you should talk, but at the same time, it's also a promise, you will talk. That yes, even though you're finding yourself aroused for Sayyim, the Eibishter Hashem is going to give you the ability to be able to talk. And now we can understand Rashi's diuk when he says those words, call shlichos v'shlichos, every single shlichos, every mission. We asked, why doesn't it say every tzivui? It's coming to emphasize that the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be able to speak is not coming because of his own koyach. In other words, really on his own, he really can't talk. But it's only because he's coming on a mission from Hashem. And that's giving him the koyach, that's giving him the ability that he should actually be able to talk. Says the Rebbe, this is coming in continuation to that which Rashi told us already. A few psukim earlier, Hashem said, on the words, Ani Hashem, Kedai Ani I have the power to send you, in other words, that you have the ability, if I'm sending you, there's no question about it, you'll be able to fulfill my shlichus. Since Hashem is the one sending you, then of course you can fulfill the shlichus. And so too, that's the general mission, and so too in giving over the words, if Hashem is sending Moshe, of course he'll be able to say those words as well. Says the Rebbe, now we can also understand the Arichos and Rashi, where Rashi said, we asked, why does it say, Pa Machas, Kol Shlichos V'Shlichos, Kvisha Shamata Mipi? 
Because the idea of Moshe Rabbeinu's going and speaking to Paroi was not actually to convince Paroi with rationale and with explanations. The point of Moshe Rabbeinu was going was just to give over the shlichus from Hashem. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu is the messenger of Hashem who is speaking to Paroi, so to speak, in, in, instead of or in the power of the Mishaleach of Hashem. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu needs to give over the things precisely, the words of the Mishaleach, of Hashem, without repeating anything, without explaining anything. All he needs to do is, as Rashi explains to us, say it pa'amachas. He heard it from Hashem once, just repeat, just say it over once. And as Rashi says, kafisha shamatam ipi, just say it over exactly as you heard it from my mouth. It means saying exactly the same words, exactly as he heard it from Hashem. But hang on a second, here is a question. If he's saying the same words he heard from Hashem, which language did Moshe Rabbeinu hear it? Moshe Rabbeinu heard it from Hashem in Lashon Kodesh. So Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be saying it over to Pari in Lashon HaKodesh, So then the question arises, Rashi had already told us earlier, in Parshas Vayechi, that Pari actually doesn't know Lashon Kodesh. So how does it make sense over here, that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to speak in Lashon Kodesh, Pari is not going to understand him. This is what Rashi now tells us what Aaron is going to do, and Rashi uses two expressions, Yamlitsenu and Yatimenu. The word Yamlitsenu has in it the meaning of as well, it means other things also, but it also means the idea of interpreting, of translating from one language to another. As Rashi had already explained this also to us in Pashas Miketz in the story of Yosef, where the Pasuk says, Ki noisam, that there was a Melitz between Yosef and his brothers when they were speaking. With each other, usually there was an interpreter there that knew both Lashon Ivri and Lashon Mitzri and was able to translate. So that's what the word Yam Litzenu means. So Aaron actually has a double job. First of all, he's going to translate the language of Moshe Rabbeinu, who's going to be saying in Lashon Kodesh. The Yatimenu means he's going to explain it, he's going to elaborate the meaning of the words in a way to try to really convince Paroi that Paroi should really get it. Says the Rebbe, there's still something not so smooth, not, not completely understood. If Paroi is anyways not going to understand what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, what's the point of Moshe Rabbeinu saying it to Paroi? And to the extent that we're saying he needs to be given special koicha, special abilities to be able to talk. Says the Rebbe, the explanation is that this, post, that this is all coming in continuation to what Rashi told us already in the earlier Pasuk, on the words in the Satikha Likim Paroi. Rashi explained that what's Moshe Rabbeinu's job, the word Elohim, it means Shoifeit Veroide, he's going to be the judge, he's going to be the one telling off Paroi, Lerdoisoi, B'makois V'yisurin, in other words, to punish him, to tell him off with harsh words, and with plagues, and with the suffering, and so on and so forth. In other words, the point, Moshe Rabbeinu's idea of speaking to Paroi, was not to come along and explain to him in logical words, what Hashem said. That's going to be Aaron's job. Aaron, Moshe Rabbeinu's job was to be, so to speak, the judge, the boss over Pari. And in a way of a roide, which means really telling someone off, to punish him with the plagues, with the suffering, and so on. So says the Rebbe, so now we can understand the same thing over here, when he needs to speak to Pari, when he needs to say those words, Shalach Asami, He's going to say it in a very stern voice, in an angry voice, getting angry at Paroi. So from the actual style and way of Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking, and from his facial expressions as he's speaking, 
Pari is already going to get the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking so harshly to him, similar to what's going to happen later with the makas, with the plagues and the sufferings and all of that. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu, it's not about the words that he said, he's saying over Hashem's words. But Pari is going to get that Moshe Rabbeinu is really coming down hard on him. The Rebbe now turns to the Yenu Shol Torah, to the Chassidus within this Rashi. Says the Rebbe, on these words, the Enes Aticha Elikim Leparoi, which we just explained, it means he's going to be a Shoifet Veroide to punish him with Makois and, and suffering and so on. Chassidus explains that when there is a time that Klipois are in their greatest strength, at their greatest height, and that comes because of where they're getting their nourishment from, getting their sustenance from, from very high places, etc. At that time, even a tzaddik does not have the power to break and to throw down these klipois. Similar to what a Gemara that says, a Maimar Chazal that says, Imra Isa Rosha, if you see a Rosha, that the hour is smiling on him, so to speak. In other words, when he's in his top of his success, it's not the time to start up with him. Because that is something only within the ability of Hashem himself to koil yochel. That even a Russia that's on this highest level, that I was quoting now a posse, kol geye, in other words, in the time when he's at this greatest height of arrogance and so on, the posse says, the Abishter is the only one that has the power to, 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 to lower him down, to subdue him, to crush the Rishoyim, etc. So that's usually the case. And this is what Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu. Re'eh, look, it's like a chidush, it's like a, a, a wow, a new, a, a, an unbelievable surprising idea. I'm making you, Elikim, a boss over Paroi, that even though Paroi, yes, is, at his greatest strength, to the extent that even a, a slave cannot ex- escape Mitzrayim, yet Hashem is giving Moshe Rabbeinu that power, that I was again using, Lashon HaPosuk, Zeroya Kokel, in other words, he's making him, giving him, so to speak, that power, his arm, to be literally like Hashem, to be able to rule over Paroi, and to be able to bring the Makois and the Yisurim over him. And this particular Koyak that, that usually even a tzaddik doesn't have, as we said, this is specifically given only to someone like Moshe Rabbeinu. Because Moshe Rabbeinu being the Nasi Adair, as the Pasuk says about Moshe, he's the one that stands between Hashem and the Yidin to tell the Yidin the word of Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu is called that Mimutza, that intermediary through which the Dvar Hashem Mamish, the words of Hashem literally come down. Therefore, it's specifically through Moshe Rabbeinu that the Hashem's Koyach, is revealed, again, Hashem is the only one that has this koyach, to really knock down this klipa, but Mako is Yisurin in Pari's case as well, and in this case, it's going to come through Moshe Rabbeinu. The Rebbe says, in fact, with this is also going to, we're also going to understand, the Gemara, we just said about, about not starting up with Rishoyim. Rabbi Shimon ben Yechoyak actually is of the opinion that Muterli is Gari's Rishoyim. You could start up with the Rishoyim even at a time when the success is, so to speak, smiling down on them. Because Rashbi, Reb Shimon ben Yechoy, was actually a spark of Moshe Rabbeinu, as it's known. So he has the koyach to be able to subdue even the Rishoyim, even when they are at their greatest height, at their pinnacle, with their greatest strength. Says the Rebbe, now we're going to understand the inner reason why Moshe Rabbeinu needs to speak to Paroi. And it's not enough just that Aaron is going to speak to Paroi. And furthermore, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to speak in a language, even though he's speaking in a language that Paroi doesn't even understand. What's the point of that? So the Rebbe says, because that 
What needs to be achieved over here is breaking Pari, breaking that clip of Pari when he's standing in his fullest strength. And therefore, it's only Moshe Rabbeinu that can do that. It's the Koyach of Moshe Rabbeinu. So it can't be Aaron. And furthermore, it's not a matter of bitter. It's not a matter of we're trying to elevate him and refine him, which then would be important for him to understand what you're talking about. The point over here was to break him. We're going to punish him with Makas and Yisurim. And therefore, it didn't even matter if Pari doesn't understand the actual words that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand even more what Rashi says, that Moshe Rabbeinu needed to give over the words of Hashem, as you heard it from my mouth specifically. In other words, this Koyach, to be able to break the Klippos as they're standing with all of their might, Moshe Rabbeinu has this because he's a shliach. Because he's a shliach of Hashem. In other words, through him is being revealed that power of Hashem. The apostle we quoted further before, Zeroya Kokel. An arm like Hashem, so to speak. And that's why the speech has to be, you have to say it, as you heard it from my mouth. This is very similar to the famous concept of Shechina Medaberis, the Shechina speaking through the voice, through the throat, mouth of Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the Rebbe, now we can also explain the order of what happened over here. Ato Sedaber, you're going to say everything one time, every shlicha says you heard it from my mouth. And when did we say this happened? This is only now when Moshe Rabbeinu is coming with this new argument of Ani Aral Sfosayim. Again, remember in the beginning of the Sikha we said that earlier in Pasha Shmois, we didn't speak about this idea that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to say everything once and Aaron is going to repeat it. This is a new argument seemingly of Moshe Rabbeinu and now he's being told this system. So the Rebbe explains. Chassidus tells us that the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu had a difficulty speaking was actually because of his great bitul te'elikus. Because of his tremendous level of bitul, of being nullified to Hashem, that's why he's not able to speak, which is the idea of mashpia, of being given over, giving things over while he's so absorbed, so to speak, in his bitul to Hashem. The Rebbe says this is similar to a concept that we say, that while I did the Lemivla, while something is busy, so to speak, absorbing and swallowing, it cannot at the same time be putting something out as well. In the same thing over here, Moshe Rabbeinu is so busy, or so to speak, completely connected to Hashem, that he cannot be mashpia and be speaking. Says the Rebbe, so now what does Aral Sfosai mean? That's going to show now even a greater bittle of Moshe Rabbeinu. Even more than kvad peo, kvad loshen. Kvad peo, kvad loshen, we said before, means there is still some sort of speech, it's just with difficulty. So it's not the absolute bitl. There is still some sort of ashpa coming from him. Arals for Siam, which we said means his lips are completely blocked, represents the absolute bitl that now he can't talk at all. Says the Rebbe, ah, so if Moshe Rabbeinu now is at even a greater level of bitl, arals for Siam, so now this is the Sarusad Lesato. This is, so to speak, his hachon, his way of being able to now receive this great koyach that Hashem says to him, you're now going to be that perfect channel to bring down Hashem's koyaches to crush paroi. In other words, because he has his bitl where he doesn't feel himself at all, so now, now he can have this idea, similar to what we said, that now he's that vehicle to allow Hashem's words to come right through his mouth, and that's what's going to be necessary to break Pari. Says the Rebbe, seemingly there's something else we could still ask. How does it actually make sense? How is it possible? Based on the way we explained it, Paroi hears directly from Moshe Rabbeinu. The Yidin don't hear from Moshe, they only hear from Aaron. 
How does it make sense that Paroi hears the Shlichus of Hashem through Moshe? In other words, he's going to hear Moshe and then he's going to hear Aaron, but he also gets to hear Moshe himself. And the Bnei Yisrael only hear it from Aaron. We said Moshe is going to speak to Aaron and Aaron will speak to him to, for him to the nation. So the Rebbe says, yes, it's true that the Yidden don't, so to speak, need this. As we said before, it's only for the breaking of Paroi, the Klippo in its full force. You need to have the power of Moshe. And so too, on a simple level, the Rebbe says, the Yidden are Ma'aminim B'nai Ma'aminim. They're full believers. And therefore, for them, it would be enough if even Aaron gives over the message. Since he's the messenger of Moshe, Moshe hears it from Hashem. So Vayam and Om, the people believe it. Whereas Paroi, that wouldn't have been enough. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu himself has to speak. But nevertheless, it's still not so smooth and not so simple. Why should the Yidden be missing this great Indian of hearing directly from Moshe Rabbeinu? So the Rebbe explains something very interesting. The Rebbe says, when Aaron is giving over the words of Moshe Rabbeinu to the Yidden, it's sort of only what Chassidus calls Bederech Maiver. It's only passing through Aaron. The message is not really being changed in any way. The Yidden are really hearing within Aaron's words, they're hearing the message of Moshe Rabbeinu. There was nothing changed. It didn't descend, so to speak, from its level of Moshe when it comes through Aaron. Because of this same idea that we said before, like being an intermediary. This is similar, says the Rebbe, of the general system of Torah. We know Moshe Rabbeinu receives the Torah Misinai. He passes it over to Yeshua. Yeshua passes it over to the Skenim, etc. So even though it's going through all these different intermediaries, nevertheless, we always say about the Torah, it still has, it's still that same authentic Torah, it's Torah Misinai. The Chazal tells us, anything that any diligent or proper good student will be mechadish in the future is all given to Moshe Rabbeinu. So when Yidin are hearing Aaron, they're really still hearing the message of Moshe Rabbeinu. Where is Paroi if Moshe Rabbeinu? If Moshe Rabbeinu's message would have to come through Aaron, says the Rebbe here, it wouldn't just pass through in the regular way of B'derech Maivah just passing through as if it's unchanged. Here it would already be be slapshus. Here it's already being changed for Paroi to get it, so to speak. Moshe Rabbeinu's message through Aaron that would have to go through already a major, major change, and therefore would be missing the power of Moshe in it. What's needed is that strong power of Moshe, which is directly Hashem's words coming to break Paroi. But that would have already been changed if it comes through Aaron. That wouldn't have that same power to break Paroi. Says the Rebbe, with this, we could actually see this in the Psukim. The Rebbe says we could see the difference in the words of the Psukim. By Bnei Yisroel, it says that Aaron is going to be for Moshe Rabbeinu Lepeh, is going to be his mouth. By Paroi, it says, Aaron is going to be Nivyecho. What does that mean? For, for Yidin, Aaron is exactly like the mouth of Moshe. In other words, Aaron speaking to the Yidin is on the same level as it's coming from Moshe, it's just passing through him. Whereas, when Moshe's, if Moshe, if, if when Aaron is speaking to Paroi, the words is, Aaron We translated before as spokesman. Rashi says, Neviecha is translated as Meturgamonoch, your translator, your interpreter. And Chsidis explains that when a Hashpa is coming through the Meturgamon, it's already being changed from the way it was originally to fit in, to make sense, to the one receiving it, and so on. In other words, as we see over here, Aaron is going to have to make it Paroi, to understand it, to, to really be able to get it, so it doesn't have anymore that same potency as it was by Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the Rebbe, as explained in other places, and this is why, again, by the Yidden, they accept, they did hear, so to speak, from Moshe Rabbeinu, they're hearing it from Aaron, but it's basically like hearing it from Moshe. 
Again, by Paroi, the moment it goes through Aaron, for Paroi it's already a different story. It does not have already that same holiness, if you want, or that same power from Hashem as it was if it would have been coming directly from Moshe Rabbeinu himself. Says there, Rebbe Dohiroi, in the avoid of each and every one of us is as follows. There are cases where the Nefesh Olikis is like an agolus inside the Nefesh Bahamas. To the extent, as we said before about certain Rishoyim, Hashem is achekes. In other words, it seems to be the Nefesh Bahamas is having great success. The Klippa is in a situation of gasus, of haughtiness. It's lifting itself over, over the, the oil of the Kedusha of the Nefesh Olikis. It seems to be that it's so powerful. What's the Eitzah? As the Pasuk says of here, Nisaticha Elikim Lefaroi Lerdoisoi B'makas V'Yisurin. There needs to be, as the Al-Tarebbe tells us in Tanya, based on the Gemara, we need to get the Yetzirah to angry over the Yetzirah, to thunder over it with a tremendous, powerful, angry voice to put it down and telling it how evil it is and so on and so forth. And that itself breaks that thickness, that haughtiness of the Klippa of the Nefesh Bahamas, as the Al-Tarebbe explains at length in Tanya. Says the Rebbe, "V'yeshloimar b'derech efsher akolpanim." We could say that the koyach for this we have from Moshe Rabbeinu. The Eibushter tells to Moshe Rabbeinu, "The einis aticha likim lufaroi," which we explained means that you're going to be his judge and his ruler to punish him with makers and yisurin. And therefore, this koyach exists also by every single yid because every single yid's neshama has something of Moshe Rabbeinu, a spark of Moshe Rabbeinu inside of him. Says the Rebbe, "If this is true regarding every yid, how much more so?" It's true as Klal Yisrael as a whole and by the Nasi of all of Klal Yisrael. Because Hanasi Uakoil, that just like Moshe Rabbeinu in his time, had the Koyach to punish Paroi B'makos V'Yisurin, even in a time when Paroi was at the peak of his success. So, so too is true in every generation, that the Nasi Hadoir, the Ispashtusa, the Moshe, the extension of Moshe Rabbeinu in every single generation, has the ability to break all of the Halamas Vestadim, all of the concealments that there are on Kedusha, even when they are standing there so strong and in full force. Says the Rebbe, this is also the response to those that argue and say, since we are standing in such a darkness and double darkness of the time of Ikvus of the Meshicha, the end of Golos, with so many concealments and problems, etc., etc., how could we fulfill the demand of Rabbi Seinu Nisienu? to publicize the learning of Chassidus and going in the ways of Chassidus in every single place, especially in places that seemingly are so low, places that are completely blocking and stopping us seemingly from our avoidance. So we need to know that is Pashtusa the Moshe, there's the Moshe Rabbeinu in every generation, also in the generation of Ikvus of the Meshicha. On the contrary, the Rebbe says, since the Nishamis of this generation of Dara the Ikvus of the Meshicha are a Gilgal of the Nishamis, of the Doira Midborg as it's known. So it's certain that the very, very same things that, that, have, that were at that time in the Doira Midborg are also now. And therefore, says the Rebbe, when we connect ourselves with the Nasi Adoir, and the Rebbe says, Kvoit Kedusha Smoyri Vachami Admor with my father-in-law, the Rebbe. So we have nothing to be in the spoil of all the concealments, all the halamas on the stadium, because we have the koyach of Moshe Rabbeinu to be able to break all of this. Now obviously the Rebbe says we always need to go, we need to approach everything in a pleasant way, in a peaceful way. As the Friedrich Rebbe wanted, and he had asked his father, the Rebbe Rashab, so on the one hand, of course we have to do it in a peaceful and calm way, but at the same time we need to know that when we're connected to the Nasi Adoir, and how do we connect? Through learning his Torah, keeping his takonis, going in his paths forever and ever. 
then we have absolutely nothing to be afraid of and nothing to be nispoiled from any alamas vestadim. And just like then, that Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Klippus of Pari and took all the Yidin out of Golos Mitzrayim, Biyad Roma, so too will be now as well, that notwithstanding the darkness of the Golos and the difficulty of the Golos, the Moshe of our generation will take us all out of Golos to the Geula HaMitzvah Shleimah, Biyad Roma, Ubekorev Mamash.